0: In the next few minutes, you're going to hear how to explain what a girlfriend or a boyfriend is to an eight-year-old. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sprout and I sit in a car each week, answering questions to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. So let's read the whole question together so that you have all the details. Hi Sarah, how would you recommend explaining what a boyfriend or a girlfriend is to an eight-year-old? Her classmates use the term freely, but I genuinely don't know what it means at this stage of development or how to define that relationship at this stage. Thanks so much for your time and for the opportunity to ask this question. So the answer to this question comes from the growth pillar of the Evolved Family Method. Now, the growth pillar shows you how to talk about every sensitive topic under the sun to kids of any age in a way that supports having open conversations that nurture connection. Now, I teach a strategy called layering, when I go into detail of all this around the Ebola school. Um, And that technique shows you how to lay foundations for all the topics from a really young age. So our kids don't have to learn information, five layers deep of information when they come to us with a question like this. Now we don't have time to go into the whole layering strategy here, but I'll give you my favorite parts of it to help you get started. So the first thing you might do if you have this question is wonder where to start. You might notice that you have some confusion in yourself as you think through what are the adult parts of the meanings of these words and what are reasonable for a kid to know. You also might be Googling what a girlfriend is or a boyfriend is and you might notice that the children around your kid might be talking about words and details that your kid isn't familiar with yet. And doing all that makes perfect sense because... This is a sign that your kid is maybe not up to date with all the appropriate age-related topics that they could understand at this stage, and the kids around them have bypassed them, so naturally they have questions. It makes sense that your kids might be at this stage and other kids are at other stages purely because we all as parents do the conversations that we feel comfortable with. And most of the time, you and I won't have had a strong role model of what ongoing conversations about sensitive things looks like with growing young kids. And so it makes sense that there will be families in your school community that are a bit ahead of the ball, or even if they're not ahead of the ball, they might have kids that have familiarity with words that your kids don't know, purely because they watch different TV than your kids watch, or they have access to different books to what your kids have access to, or they have an older sibling. What I've learnt is when you have a situation like this arising, it's a sign that the tongue tied parenting effect is in full play. Now the tongue tied parent effect is a situation that exists purely because us as parents don't feel like it's natural to talk about sensitive things. And we might be waiting for kids to ask questions rather than starting conversations off the bat. So being a tongue tied parent causes you to feel anxious about getting the right amount of information to your kid. You might feel worried about how to start the conversation when your kids ask the question in the past and you haven't known how to answer. And you also might be avoiding trying something new that you've never done before, particularly if it's related to something sensitive. And this topic, about boyfriends and girlfriends, it's sensitive. Let's just call a spade a spade. So the way you're feeling makes total sense and it simply means you haven't learned the skills and strategies to make this easy. So you're putting it off and you're avoiding it. So you feel sure you're not making a mistake. So in this episode of sitting in a car, I'm gonna show you how to explain what a girlfriend or a boyfriend is to an eight year old so that you can move from feeling like a tongue-tied parent over to actively build building your evolved communicating family, one open and connected conversation at a time. Step one, it's not just boyfriends and girlfriends in this conversation. Your child might hear that in the schoolyard, but you can describe this in a much more inclusive and less gendered way. Oftentimes when I'm talking about this subject in the classroom, if we're doing relationship and sexuality education, um, I'll say something like, Girlfriend, boyfriend, non-binary, or other special friend. And it's important to leave the gender open when you're talking about this with your kid. Because you don't know what sort of a person you are raising. You don't know what their orientation will be. You don't know what sort of relationships, if any, they will want in the future. And by keeping the gender component open, that is creating a level of connection. Because your child does not have to come to you one day and say... Uh, uh, mom, dad, granny, aunt, your perceptions about me are wrong. Step number two. We can be talking about all different sorts of relationships from when our kids are really small. Like inside the Evolve School, we teach how to do that when kids are four and under. So the Being Together Pyramid, which is one of nine Pyramids of Progress that are included inside the Evolve School, outline all the age appropriate conversations we can have with kids of different ages related to relationships. It outlines conversations about all sorts of relationships that a child might notice in the world around them, or may even experience for themselves. So we can talk about love within family, love for a pet, love for a teacher, or other levels of connection that we might feel in our lives. So when we're doing this, we're making sure that we present that there are lots of different sorts of connection we can feel with people in our lives, not simply the romantic relationships that most movies, songs and people on social media might talk about. Now, this is really important because not all of us and not all of our kids will have an intimate or romantic relationship with another person. And there's all sorts of models of relationships. And one that just comes to mind is being part of a multi-person relationship, for example, or a community rather than a couple. Um, It has huge value to be inclusive and more broad when we're talking about relationships and helping our child to understand that we can feel cared for and loved by all sorts of different people and communities. Now. Most of us know that it's important to experience connection for our mental health, particularly since COVID influenced our world so much. And that's why it's even more important to highlight that yes, there are romantic relationships and some people might call those boyfriend and girlfriend or special friend relationships, but there are also lots of other sort of relationships which can be far deeper and far more supportive. Step number three, Crushes and deeper feelings are a big part of not just growing up, but being human. Now, I absolutely remember the person that I had a crush on when I was seven. We were the two fastest runners in our class at school, and he had a head full of curly blonde hair. That in my world was a dreamy combination. Curly blonde hair and a fast runner. So we can remove the feelings of snickerings and silence around the idea of feeling close to another person and we can model talking about other people that we feel close to that are an important part of how we feel loved and appreciated in the world. When we do that, when we go first and talk about those people, and that can be in a broad variety of relationships in our lives, then we are modeling to our kid what being able to talk about that looks like. So. You've just learned how to explain what a girlfriend or boyfriend, a special friend, a non-binary friend to an eight-year-old. But this information doesn't do you any good if you don't have the skills to start conversations out of the blue when your kid hasn't asked a question or they've asked a question and you didn't know the answer way back when they asked. Starting a conversation from scratch comes from the color of courage pillar inside the Evolve Family Method. And when we pair it with the skills to manage feelings of embarrassment, which we talk about inside the kindness pillar, then you've got the perfect combination of the thing to say, the courage to say it, and the skills to start the conversation so if you'd like to learn the complete evolved family method that helps parents and other caring adults nurture the connection their kids feel with them click the link somewhere around this episode and you'll be amongst the first to know when the evolved school opens next next bye for now next. whoops <coughs> <coughs>